Iran launches a missile attack on U.S.-led forces in Iraq in retaliation for the killing of a top Iranian military leader. U.S. aviation authorities ban American carriers from operating in parts of the Middle East following Iran's assault. The Philippine government raises the highest alert level in Iraq, ordering a mandatory evacuation of Filipinos. And the Philippine embassy urges Filipinos to prepare for evacuation amid the intense firefights in Libya. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. Tehran makes good on its threat against Washington after the U.S. killed Iranian military leader Qasem Soleimani. Tehran launched a major ballistic missile attack on U.S.-led forces in Iraq. Iran State TV described the attack as Iran's revenge operation over the killing of Soleimani in a U.S. airstrike last week. The Pentagon confirmed that attack, saying more than a dozen missiles targeted two Iraqi bases housing American troops. It adds it will take all necessary measures to protect American personnel and allies in the region as the U.S. evaluates its response. In a tweet, U.S. President Donald Trump insisted that all is well. He also expressed confidence in his troops, saying the U.S. has the most powerful and well-equipped military in the world. The U.S. Federal Aviation Administration bans U.S. carriers from operating in parts of the Middle East after Iran's missile attack. The FAA said the airspace ban covers Iraq, Iran, the Gulf of Oman, and the waters between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Several airlines had flights over parts of Iraq and Iran at the time of the assault. On Twitter, U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says they must ensure the safety of service members and put an end to what she called needless provocations from the administration. She adds America cannot afford a war. For Republican Senator John Kennedy, they need facts before coming up with a response. I want to know whether the, uh, the Iranians were shooting at our people or at infrastructure. Um, but it, it is clear this is just another example of Iran trying to export terrorism. It, Iran wants to take over Iraq, duh. They, want to ta they practically have already. Before we respond to this latest attack, we need to get the facts. It may be that, that Iran is ready to talk, because I know this. The people of Iran are good people. They deserve better than the Ayatollah, but they're all starving to death. Global Airlines body IATA said an international aviation team has been activated to support coordination between airlines and countries. Meanwhile, Singapore Airlines announced all of its flights would be diverted away from Iranian airspace. Iran's General Soleimani has been laid to rest, but his burial was delayed after dozens were killed in a stampede during his funeral procession. The details in this report. Grief upon grief in Iran after dozens were killed in a stampede among crowds mourning Qasem Soleimani. Tens of thousands poured onto the streets of the slain general's hometown, Kerman, on Tuesday to bid farewell but his burial was delayed by several hours because of the deadly crush. Kerman is Soleimani's final resting place after a journey through Iraqi and Iranian cities since the U.S. strike in Baghdad that killed him, provoking fury and calls for revenge. As vast crowds shouted death to America, Tehran was considering 13 scenarios to avenge one of its most powerful men, according to a top official. 
the weakest of which would prove, quote, a historic nightmare for the Americans. Soleimani was head of the Quds elite force and built up Tehran's network of proxy forces across the Middle East. He helped orchestrate Iran's campaign to drive US forces out of Iraq, where the two powers vie for influence. The US Defense Secretary has denied report those forces are now preparing to withdraw. US and Iranian warnings of strikes and retaliation have stoked concerns of a new war. Trump has threatened to hit 52 Iranian targets, including cultural sites, if Iran retaliates. While Iran's parliament voted Tuesday to increase spending on the Quds force, which is part of Iran's Revolutionary Guard. It also designated US President Donald Trump, the Pentagon and Defense Secretary terrorists for ordering Soleimani's assassination. Experts, though, believe Iran will try to avoid a conventional conflict and instead use tactics like asymmetric strikes or sabotage. A mandatory evacuation for Filipinos in Iraq now in effect. That's after alert level four, the highest alert level, was raised in Iraq following Tehran's rocket launch. Philippine Labor Secretary Silvestre Bedu III says an emergency meeting was called among various government agencies this Wednesday morning to discuss the situation. An estimated 6,000 Filipinos are currently working in Iraq. Meanwhile, the Philippine Budget Department says the funds are available for the evacuation efforts. We have provided in the budget already, even without that, we have already funds for the repatriation of our Philippine overseas workers. In the DFA budget, we have some allocation of $129 billion. We also have an allocation of $100 million in the OVA budget. And we have also some funds that we can tap under the OVA fund. I understand there was a free fund of around 500 million pesos. The Philippine Coast Guard's largest vessel is set to sail to the Middle East to repatriate Filipinos affected by rising hostilities between the U.S. and Iran. The PCG says this will be the ship's first ever mission. Built in France, the ship called Gabriela Silang was supposed to make its way home to the Philippines, but it has now been directed to sail to Oman or Dubai. The 83.6-meter ship with 35 crew members on board can ferry approximately 500 people at a time. The PCG says BRP Gabriela Silang will bring evacuated Filipinos to safer ports where they can be airlifted if necessary. The Philippine Central Bank assures the public government can control local oil prices should global crude oil rates spike due to tensions in the Middle East. Central Bank Governor Benjamin Diokno explains. The Duterte administration can suspend excise taxes on fuel. Our assessment is that the uh, price of oil has to hit. I'm not on talking of uh, Brent, it's Dubai oil. No? Okay. It has to hit $90 per barrel on a sustained basis, not only sporadic, no? okay. $90. Plus, we have a escape clause in the law which says that in the event that the price of oil, world price of crude oil hits uh, 80 dollars per barrel for three months, an extended period, then we can suspend the uh, the tax on oil. 
Diokno adds, despite global headwinds, the Philippines and its strong domestic economy will remain one of the most resilient in the region. He says the country can hit a 6.5% growth rate this year. Over in Libya, Filipinos are urged to prepare for evacuation as firefights intensify near areas housing many Filipinos. The Philippine Embassy in Libya says some 400 Filipinos may be affected. main worry natin ngayon ay yung isang area, uh, it's between yung third ring road at saka second ring road, kung saan uh, medyo malaki ho yung bilang ng ating mga kababayan na nakatira doon or nagtatabaho about 400 ho sa ating estimate. At uh, dahil yung uh, labanan ay papalapit doon sa third ring road, mm-hmm. uh, yun ho yung ginagamit natin parang tripwire para uh, ma-alerto ho yung kababayan natin na kung ayaw ho nilang magparipatrate, mm-hmm. uh, which is ho yung panawagan natin the past uh, eight months ay magsilikas ho sila uh, at nakaredy ho yung bahada. Eight Filipino nurses were rescued last week from a clinic near a military academy that was bombed. More than 30 cadets died in that incident. The conflict in Libya began last year when forces of military strongman Khalifa Haftar sought to capture the capital Tripoli, where the internationally recognized government is based. Libya is home to around 1,000 Filipinos. On to some sports action now. The Barangay Hinebra Gin Kings escaped with a 91-87 win in Game 1 of the PBA Governor's Cup Finals against the Moralco Bolts. Best import favorite Justin Brownlee lit up the Bolts for 38 points and 16 rebounds. He got ample support from veterans Ellie Tenorio and Javeth Aguilar who combined for 30 points. Aguilar also made a clutch block on Meralco import Alan Durham in the final seconds to preserve Hinebra's victory. Game two of the best of seven series will be played on Friday. The future looks bleak for the Detroit Pistons and their star forward Blake Griffin. The Pistons announced on Tuesday Griffin will be out indefinitely after having surgery on his ailing left knee. Pistons coach Dwayne Casey admitted they have no idea if Griffin will be able to return this season. The team is set for another rebuild with a playoff stint looking unlikely. The 30-year-old Griffin was averaging a career-low 15.5 points per game. The often-injured star still has two years and $76 million left on his deal, making him an unlikely trade target by other teams. Well, speaking of the Pistons, they rallied for a two-point victory against the Cleveland Cavaliers, 115-113. to Detroit trailed by 19 early in the fourth quarter, but came alive behind Andre Drummond and Derrick Rose. Drummond had a monster double-double of 23 points and 20 rebounds, while Rose added a team-high 24 markers, including the game winner with 27 seconds left. The Pistons improved to 14 wins and 24 losses, while the Cavs slipped to 10-27. Elton John pledges to donate $680,000 to the Australian Bushfire Relief Fund. The superstar made that announcement during his concert in Sydney Tuesday night. 
Elton's announcement comes after other international celebrities like Chris Hemsworth, celebrity couple Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban, as well as Kylie Minogue and Pink, all pledged to make hefty donations to the relief efforts. At least 25 people have been killed, 1 billion animals affected, and 10 million hectares of land destroyed due to the raging bushfires. The drama thriller Joker leads the awards nominations at the British Academy of Film and Television Arts, but some are not laughing, noting a lack of diversity in the acting categories. More in this report. Joker, the dark origin story about the eponymous comic book villain, led nominations for the British Academy of Film and Television Arts Awards on Tuesday. With 11 nods, including Best Film, Director and Leading Actor for Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> but what's not a laughing matter for many is the total lack of diversity in this year's acting categories. In Leading Actress, for example, the nominees are Jesse Buckley, Scarlett Johansson, Saoirse Ronan, Charlize Theron and Renee Zellweger. In addition to Phoenix, the Lead Actor nominations were Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam Driver, Taron Egerton and Jonathan Price and the nominations for Supporting Actor. The Supporting Actor and Actress categories were also all white. That's prompted the hashtag BAFTAs so white to trend on Twitter, with users questioning why films such as Golden Globe-nominated Harriet starring Cynthia Erivo or Us starring Lupita Nyong'o did not make the cut. Asked about the acting categories seeming very white, BAFTA chief executive Amanda Berry told the BBC, I'm going to totally agree with you. That's how I felt when I first saw the list. I'm working on a novel. Speaking to Reuters, she also lamented the total lack of women nominated in the director category, with one notable absence being Greta Gerwig for Little Women. So we need to make sure that more female directors are given the opportunity um, across the whole breadth of film. Um, we also, I think we need to do more at BAFTA, quite frankly. Berry said BAFTA is working on a new scheme for women directors. Winners and nominees in most of the categories are voted for by BAFTA's 6,700 members, described as industry professionals and creatives around the world. Fans of the 2009 blockbuster animation hit Avatar now have a first look of its upcoming sequel. Director James Cameron unveiled on Monday the concept art for the sci-fi film. The visuals feature the fictional planet Pandora and its iconic blue alien characters called the Navi. Cameron also teased new parts of the Avatar world, including the Pandoran Ocean. The renderings were revealed at the CES Tech Show in Las Vegas, the same venue where Cameron presented an Avatar-inspired concept car by Mercedes-Benz. The second Avatar film is set to premiere December 2021. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.